I don't know if this ever happens to you or not, but for me, when I read certain passages of Scripture, oftentimes, not all the time, but, but at times, there will be a person or a situation that I will tend to associate with that passage of Scripture. Let me give you an example. When I was installed as the pastor of the first congregation I was ser- uh, called to, to serve as a pastor, the pastor who preached at that installation service used as a scripture text for that sermon the story of Jesus riding into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday on a donkey. You remember that story. Jesus directed two of the disciples to go to a neighboring village to to retrieve a donkey, bring it to him. He says, untie it and bring it here. And if anybody asks you why you are doing this, just tell them the Lord needs it. And so the pastor in that sermon said, if God can use a donkey to accomplish his purposes, then Dennis, I guess he can use you too. What a humbling way to start out ministry, to be compared to, well, you can use a different word, but a donkey. (laughs) Every time I read that story of Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, I can't help but think of that situation. And a similar situation today, as we read today's gospel reading, specifically the word, sir, We would like to see Jesus. There's another situation that comes to mind when I read those words that I tend to associate with those words. When I was a seminary student in St. Louis, it wasn't uncommon for churches in the surrounding area to advertise for, uh, they needed a guest preacher for a weekend because their pastor was going to be out of town. Well, seminary students would gobble up those opportunities because it was a chance to earn a little extra money and to get some extra experience. So one Sunday morning, Laura and I drove to a church south of St. Louis, and my normal practice when I went into a church that I hadn't been before was I would walk up into the altar area, kind of get my bearings on where things are, take my sermon, place it on the pulpit so it was there ready when it was time for the sermon. But but that particular morning, I didn't go through that normal routine. And so it wasn't until it was time for the sermon that I stepped up into the pulpit and saw something I wasn't expecting to see. Engraved in the front of the pulpit were the words, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. I can tell you how humbling that was. This isn't just a preaching gig for a little extra money. This is the real deal. I was there for one reason and one reason only, for people to see Jesus. Wow. I can tell you that I can't read those words today without thinking of that situation. Sir, we would like to see Jesus. When we built our new sanctuary at our church in Florida many years ago, I didn't have a lot of requests of what I wanted to see in that place. But I had this request. I wanted there to be inscribed across the top of the pulpit the words, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. 
You know, maybe seeing these words in front of us today just simply prompts the question, what does that mean? What does it really mean to see Jesus? Well, maybe in an effort to try to answer that question, let's look first at what it doesn't necessarily mean before we look at what it means. Going back to Palm Sunday when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on that donkey to begin the Passover festival, people were shouting and cheering and celebrating. The main reason for that is because of all the incredible things that they had seen and heard that Jesus did. For instance, in John chapter 11, the chapter just before where we read, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. He had been dead four days. Burial cloths had been placed around him. He'd been put in the tomb, but Jesus brings him back to life. Before that, Jesus heals a man born blind. Before that, Jesus fed over 5,000 people. Before that, he heals a man who had been lying paralyzed on a mat for 38 years. Before that, he speaks to a Samaritan woman at a well and changes her whole life. In all of these situations, it was one miracle after the other. And so it's very likely that when these men came up to these disciples with the request, Sir, we would like to see Jesus, what they wanted is to see something miraculous. They wanted to see the fireworks. They wanted to see the dead rise and the blind see. And maybe, maybe just maybe, That's what we want to see, too. Jesus can do all of that. He can do so much more. What does it mean to see Jesus? Based on John chapter 12 today, I want to suggest that there's three things that it can mean to see Jesus. And first, what it can mean is to see Jesus is to see the significance of his death. Now, you might look at those words and think to yourself, well, of course we know that. Everybody knows that. We just had Holy Week a couple weeks ago. We went through Good Friday. Everybody knows he died. Hang on. In this reading, in verse 23, Jesus says, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now, what's significant about that is that time and time again, up to this point, Jesus has said, my time has not yet come. Up until now, there have been several times where where Jesus hasn't been ready to reveal while he has come, but now it's time. In fact, he makes the point of saying, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed, but if it dies, it produces many seeds. His point is, unless he dies, there is no life. There is significance in the death of Jesus. And Jesus went on to say, Father, save me from this hour. He knew the intensity of what he was going to go through, but then he said, no, it was for this hour that I have come. Jesus knew the significance of his death. Why? Because your name and mine is written all over his death. You don't have to raise your hand here, but let me ask you. Have you ever done anything wrong? Ever told a lie? Ever cheated on your taxes or your spouse? Ever hurt someone verbally, emotionally, 
physically? Have you ever thought that all that really matters in life is you? Have you ever had the thought that, you know, real contentment in life, peace, joy in life, all of that would be just one financial windfall away, and then everything would be perfect? You know, our focus in life, our actions in life, our words in life, our thoughts in life, our behaviors in life, it's not so much about what we do in life. It's so short of the image of the man and woman, the perfect image that God created originally. We fall short of that. And what that means is that there is no way for imperfect people to ever measure up to a perfect God. But the amazing thing is, without us ever asking for it, God arranged for the Son of God to take every consequence for all that is not good or right or true or holy or perfect in our life. And what Jesus went through to do that is not insignificant. No wonder he said, Father, save me from this hour. But he knew, no, it's for this hour is why he came. You and I cannot underestimate the significance of Christ's death. It's why the Apostle Paul said to the church in Corinth and every church thereafter, for I desire to know nothing among you than Jesus Christ and Him crucified. To see Jesus is to see the significance of His death. But secondly, I would say, to see Jesus is to also see the significance of His glory. Let's go back to verse 23. Jesus says, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. What does it mean to be glorified? To glorify something means to hold it in high esteem or to show honor. For Jesus to be glorified is to honor the Father. For Jesus to be glorified is to honor what His Father wanted Him to do. For Jesus to be glorified is not only to die, but to return to life, to ascend back to heaven, to sit at the right hand of the throne of God that we confess, for Him to be King of kings and Lord of lords in our life. To see Jesus is to see Jesus in all of His glory. That's why Jesus said, Father, glorify Your name. The victory of Jesus Christ in the resurrection brings glory to God the Father. And that's what he wants us to see in him also. But let me just take this a little further. If I were to ask you what the purpose of your life, if I was to ask myself, what's the purpose of my life? If we were to ask ourselves, what is the purpose of our life, what would we say? Would we say the purpose of life is to be happy? Well, of course, who doesn't want to be happy? We all want to be happy. Would we say the purpose of our life is to make the world a better place? Well, of course, we should all make the world a better place. Would we say that the purpose of our life is just to do whatever we want to do in life? If that's our response, I want to direct you to a quote I saw recently that I I think speaks volumes. This person said, the more you do as you please, the less you are often pleased with what you do. Think about that. The more you do as you please, the less you are often pleased with what you do. 
Maybe there's more to life than just focusing on ourselves. That's why we read in Revelation chapter 4, you are worthy, our Lord, to receive glory and honor and praise. God is worthy of our honor. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of all glory. What does it mean to see Jesus? It means to see the significance of the glory of God in your life because of what he's done for you. Let me say one other thing here in terms of what it means in our life to see Jesus. At the beginning of our reading, it is mentioned that there were some men who were Greek who approached Philip. Philip had a Greek name. It seemed natural that they would go to him, and they asked the question, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to Andrew. Andrew and Philip then went to Jesus. What does it mean to see Jesus? To see Jesus is to see the significance of a relationship with him. Here were Philip and Andrew, two, two of the disciples, two of the twelve. But think about all twelve of them. For three years, they, they had a relationship with Jesus. They walked with him. They learned from him. They were discipled by him. Day in and day out, they had a regular connection with him. Seeing Jesus isn't just getting a glimpse of him. Seeing Jesus isn't just getting a, a picture of him. But to truly see Jesus is to have a relationship with him, which is what he wants for all of us. That's why he came. A pastor friend of mine recently introduced me to a man by the name of Sam Wells. Sam Wells is, the, is one of the priests at the St. Martin's of the Field Church in England. I have found some of the things that I've heard Sam Wells say to be rather fascinating, but specifically, he points out that if you look at the life of Jesus, you can kind of divide up his life this way. He says one week of Jesus' life, or let's say 1%, Jesus was working for you when you consider the events that he went through of his suffering, his crucifixion, his death and resurrection happened all within one week of Jesus' life. In fact, it happened within a day, a few hours. 1% of what Jesus did was to secure for you and to me eternal salvation. Three years of his life, or let's say 9% of his life, Jesus was working with us. In other words, he taught the disciples, he, he preached to the crowds, he healed the sick, he raised the dead. He did the things that he did in that three-year period of, of ministry time, working with the people that he was with. But for 30 years of his life, or let's say 90% of his life, Jesus was simply living among us. It's kind of interesting that the first 30 years of Jesus' life, the Gospels are relatively silent about what happened during that time. We know that he, he grew up in a family, had parents by the name of Mary and Joseph. He had brothers and sisters. He had friendships and relationships with other people. He learned the vocational skill of, of being a carpenter from his father, Joseph. But most of Jesus' life, actually we could say all of Jesus' life, simply living among people, brushing shoulders with them, listening to them, caring for them, helping them, loving them, helping them to have hope in life. And so then I think the same can be said about him in our life today. 
Because you and I have times of struggle in our life. You and I have times of fear in our life. You and I deal with doubt and confusion and conflict and and hurt and worry in our life. But in all of that, we are facing He is living among you to love you, to comfort you, to forgive you, to help you, and to give you hope. To see Jesus is to see the significance of the relationship that he has with you every day, every day of your life. What does it mean to see Jesus? To see Jesus is to see the significance of his death because his death happened for you. To see Jesus is to see the significance of his glory because it was in the resurrection of Jesus that victory is given to you. To see Jesus is also to see the significance of the relationship he has with you every day, all day, each day. Sir, we would like to see Jesus. I pray you have. And I pray you always will. In Jesus' name, amen.